Hello, everyone. I'm Jacob Chastain, host of the Teach Me Teacher podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. You know, a couple of years ago, my uh, my wedding band started having problems. And I've had it for 34 years, and uh, it started breaking at, at the backside of it. And we got it fixed a couple of different times. And then eventually, not too long ago, one of those, that backside just fell out, and it couldn't be fixed any longer. And I'm like, this is crazy. I, you know, I shouldn't have to deal with this. And, and so anyway, then a friend told me about uh, Boone Titanium Rings, and uh, which is at booneringscom And they have this incredible selection of titanium rings. And, and uh, I now have a titanium ring as my wedding band. What's really cool is like, it's an engraved ring that has uh, these cool car pistons on it and some stars. And, and I could have chosen from any kind of different stand, uh, styles, as well as they have all these other different types of rings, like uh, inlay that have meteorite, wood, acrylic, stone, and things like that. They also make uh, carved rings and, and a, just a, an assortment of other rings that uh, are just pretty amazing. They also make pendants and cufflinks and earrings, and, as well as a couple different types of tools. Um, i got to tell you something. It's really cool because this ring's not going to break. <laughs> and uh, they, they'll make you happy. And uh, just as a note, uh, Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12, um, they've become an affiliate sponsor for us. And so if you were to use our code, which is capital T, capital L, capital L, capital K, the number 12, and uh, use that at checkout, you get 10% off your ring, and uh, Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12 gets a commission. I think you're going to love their rings. I know I'd love mine. Hey, welcome back. Steve here, and today I'm talking with Kevin C. Stuckey, M-E-D, C-C-C, S-L-P. He is a former school-based speech-language pathologist who is now an editor for Super Duper Publications. Uh, join us as we talk about products to help teachers and the therapists in this hybrid world of school that we're in now, as well as uh, Kevin shares some advice for... Uh, you know, taking care of those needs of the kids. Great ideas shared today. Lots to learn. Thanks for listening. And, and oh, by the way, it would be so cool if you went into that app. That's right. Go into that app that you're listening to me on. And uh, could you rate and review the podcast? Please. <laughs> Thank you so much. Enjoy. District leaders nationwide have confirmed that online learning is here to stay. As one in five districts are planning to adopt or have already adopted a fully online school. With the evolving landscape in the competitive field of education, you might be wondering what you can do to stand out. Well, I encourage you to look into National Virtual Teacher Association, or NVTA, to pursue a college-accredited program recognized by states across the country to certify educators in online education. Their certification empowers educators to provide the world-class virtual instruction that every student deserves. The average teacher needs one semester to complete the program, and it culminates in a digital portfolio that you may use in job interviews or even with your current administration to, you know, <laughs> negotiate a raise or promotion. Some of the topics to be covered in the certification include establishing relationships in the virtual environment, virtual instruction best practices, differentiation in the virtual classroom, and managing virtual resources. The NVTA certification process was created to establish a valid and reliable research-based teacher qualification training process for virtual teachers to enhance their teaching and develop their ongoing reflective skills to improve teaching capacity. NVTA certification is a challenging and meaningful process to support your personal and professional goals. NVTA is an affiliate partner for Teaching Learning Leading K-12. Click the link in the show notes or go to my webpage, stephenmaletto.com, find the NVTA logo and go to their website that way. And if you do that, 
If you buy something, Teaching Learning Leading K-12 gets a commission, and I greatly thank you for that. So go check them out. I think you'll be glad you did. You are listening to Teaching Learning Leading K-12, a podcast for educators, helping you help kids achieve their dreams. And now here's Steve with this week's show. Kevin C. Stuckey, MED, CCC, SLP, received both a Bachelor of Science in Education and a Master of Education in Communication Sciences and Disorders from the University of Georgia. He has extensive experience in a variety of settings, including clinical, hospital, home health, and educational systems. In public schools, Kevin was a school-based speech language pathologist whose caseload included preschoolers, students with autism, and special education students. Kevin is currently an editor with Super Duper Publications, and Kevin, it's awesome to have you here today. Say hi to everyone. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much, Stephen, for having me today. Well, I'm glad to have you here. And before we go any further, you know, it was funny as we were uh, connecting here and so forth. Uh, um, we're both University of Georgia grads. Go dogs. Go dogs. <laughs> so, which is really cool. And then it turns out that I'm, I'm uh, recording and uh, based out of the city where uh, Kevin grew up in, <laughs> Dublin, Georgia. So uh, he's like, where are you again? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Very cool. So, uh, you got any uh, got any great uh, just that one story that you'd love to tell from uh, the mem- fond memory of Dublin? Uh, st- parents still live there, family still live there, so I I do get to come back very often. Um, but it was just a, a nice. I guess it kind of keeps the country boy in me as I've moved to Atlanta and now living in Greenville, South Carolina. So it always keeps me uh, based in my in my true Southern roots. That's awesome. That's awesome. Very cool. So. Uh, we're, uh, uh, so I'm guessing that, uh, way back when you had a lot, cause, uh, Dublin is obviously a sister city to, uh, Dublin, Ireland. And so there's, you know, there's certain day of March, March 17th, when everything is green here. And yes, it, everything is green and, uh, living in Dublin, you grow up and green is everywhere. So you, you kind of keep that with you the rest of your life. Very nice. Very nice. Well, well, Kevin, let's, let's start here. Uh, in your bio, it says that you have a Master of Education in Communication Sciences and Disorders. Could you talk about what you studied in that program? Absolutely. Uh, the one thing that kind of caught my attention learning about speech-language pathology was just the range of the profession and the scope of practice. So most of the coursework, just a few highlights, would be like language development of children, uh, their receptive language, how well they process information auditorily, and their expressive language of expressing their thoughts and ideas. Uh, The sound development and articulation abilities of students to produce certain sounds in words and combine words. Um, Also, the anatomy and physiology of the speech mechanisms, what it takes physically to produce those sounds, as well as the capabilities to listen to information, process that information, and be able to recall that information and store it. it was uh, very important and very um, rewarding to learn how that actually takes place. And then of course, you know, with adult populations, we move into more like adult memory abilities and things such as oral rehab, aphasia, uh, dysphagia, the fluency or stuttering, um, and as well as autism in uh, the autistic students of the younger students, as well as older students. Um, just to name a few of the the kind of the core base work that was around the education of that. Very cool. And so what inspired you to pursue being a speech language pathologist? I mean, uh, 
was there there's just something that uh, made you say that's that's the direction I want to take? Uh, I did not know that until I got to the University of Georgia. Um, I was undecided and, you know, with the, so many things that you can do in life, um, just happened to come across my field of vision one day, the practice of speech language pathology. So reading the coursework and what the scope of practice was, who you worked with, what it involved, it just kind of caught my attention. And then when I understood about the profession and working with premature uh, NICU patients, all the way up to, you know, older senior citizens with uh, memory, aphasia, stroke patients, etc. Looking at that vast array of clientele, as well as the different settings, whether it be schools, hospitals, clinics, private practice, teletherapy, etc. It just really opened up my view on what I would like to do for a living and the variety of settings that I could do that. in. Very cool. Um, now, you you know, you've worked with a wide variety of kids from preschoolers on up. And uh, um, mm-hmm. so I got to ask you, Kevin, what what'd you like about working with kids? Uh, I'll tell you, the biggest thing was uh, for the longest time, I thought, you know, I was more of the clinical hospital, you know, type therapist. That's where I wanted to do most of my work. And that was my passion. When I did my externship in the schools, it really opened my eyes to just the student's emotions, their creativity, um, the discovery, I think, of their language abilities, as well as their communication abilities. When those light bulbs went off and that information clicked, and I could see a change in them and their attitude, it was just really eye-opening to me that said, I want to be a part of that. Um, Not to mention that, you know, the students learn kind of like on-the-job training through games and activities. So that just appealed to me as far as being able to interact with those students, have an impact on their communication skills for the rest of their lives. Excellent. Excellent. You know, there's, that's one of the coolest thing about, uh, and some of the stuff I miss the most about uh, my former days as a teacher is that, uh, you know, it's first of all, never a dull moment. And uh, the idea of when the, when the kids start getting it, it's exciting. Yes, yes. And you can, being able to see them and work on a concept, and all of a sudden they have that aha moment. And you know that from that point on that, you know, you've had a hand in it, the teachers have had a hand in it, as well as the parents. It's just a nice feeling to be able to see that change in them and know that it's going to impact them in a meaningful way. Very cool. Very cool. uh, Let's shift to today. I mean, now you work for Super Duper Publications. Uh, tell us about them, what Super Duper's focus is, and, uh, and let's go from there. Sure. Uh, well, Super Duper is, is well known for being a fun and uh, energetic company. And we have a high reputation for high quality, colorful educational products. And these are for students of all ages, all disciplines, et cetera, um, of varying abilities. Um, back in 1986, uh, Super Duper was founded by Thomas and Sharon Weber, and they were founded in their home. At the time, Sharon was a certified speech language pathologist and had four years experience as a school-based SLP, and Thomas had a solo law practice. Um, So Sharon and Thomas published two reproducible workbooks. Uh, One was a time savers for speech language pathologists to keep them organized, and the other was an awards for speech language pathologists to give the students congratulations on a job well done. And those were created and illustrated by Sharon herself. And she also created two award stickers. So at the end of the session, end of the class, here's your reminder and sticker of a job well done. So as she created those, other teachers were like, hey, I'd like those too. So we take that 
And we fast forward 35 years later and Super Duper has created over 1800 unique educational children's products for students. And um, we focus on speech and articulation sounds. Um, we focus on literacy and reading, uh, language development, uh, social skills, and um, early basic concept skills. Uh, these materials that we do are provided as supplemental instructional tools for students that, you know, teachers have their curriculums that they follow in the classroom, but we provide that extra little bit of support for those teachers in providing hands-on fun materials for them. Um, and the materials can be for teachers, for speech language pathologists, occupational therapists, parents, uh, really anyone who has an educational interest uh, in that child's education. So some of the stuff, because it's come a long way from those uh, those two books. <laughs> it has come a long way. It, it's nice. One thing that we have in our uh, office here is we have a large kind of like a history and memory table. And it all starts on one end of the table with those first two products, those uh, stickers. So when you look at that and then you go to over 800, 1800 products, it is a very um, well-deserved and uh, well-created uh, brand that is meeting the needs of teachers and students everywhere. We also provide our products for uh, universities so that those students that are learning and training to become speech-language pathologists, they have our products on hand so that they're able to train and become familiar with different ways to provide that instruction. Very cool. So do you have a, a favorite something that's in that catalog that you just, is, is something that you would, if if you were in that classroom, if you were in that position in the school today, you would love to have had this. Do you have something like that? We, we have so many because we have so many different types of products. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I like is because when you have one specific way to teach something, either a student is going to love it and want to do it all the time, or they're going to want to do different activities. So for this, we're able to target a specific area, say, let's just say listening comprehension, and the students can do that in a card game, a board game. They can do it in a, a fun interactive format. And so uh, I would say probably our chipper chat line, uh, which is going to give you the fun educational components of learning, but also that interactive component of using a nice little cool magnetic wand to pick up the chips that they earn during the activity. Very cool. Very cool. Proud favorite. Very cool. That's neat. That's I was I was worried that you're going to let me down and say, oh, I like them all or something like oh, that. No. I was like, oh, <laughs> no, no, I'll, I'll pick favorites. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I, you know, because yeah. it's it's funny. I think about today. I I, I do some teaching on uh, on uh, with adults on formative assessment and such. And and one of the things that I wish I really had besides some of the electronics, I wish I would have had as a history teacher, I would have loved to have had YouTube if it was functional back then. But the uh, but, you know, just as a, a cool thing, I wish I'd had many whiteboards, you know, yes. the, um, and the ability for kids to, to write on them and stuff like that. That would have been a cool tool to have back mm -hmm. then. So, but it, uh, it, it is amazing to see how things have transformed, uh, you know, from, from us. And, you know, I, I kid around with my colleagues because, you know, I'm one of the more senior in the office and, <laughs> you know, back when we were doing paperwork, you know, you had the triplicates where you had to press down and you had to write everything out, you know, and now everything's computerized and click this and click that and fill this blank in. So uh, it's a uh, it's it's quite unique, but um, I'm, I'm happy to see the progression. And um, if, if I ever do any therapy again, it'll be a it'll be a new world for me, but I'll be ready. Very nice. And I have to say with what you just mentioned, it's yeah, it's it's so nice that we don't have to worry about uh, becoming an expert at using whiteout. 
And, yes. Uh, yes. And then figuring out, oh, yeah, I got to do it on all the copies. It's, oh, you know, yes. That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're giving me bad nightmares right there. That one. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, you know, uh, so, so what do you find is your most often requested need for the classroom? Um, I believe this is the, the supplemental materials. Um, you know, teachers do have their set of curriculum and their instructional tools that they use, uh, but students do look for other ways to learn a different concept. Um, it, it can be a situation of they just hearing it in a different presentation mode or seeing it in a different format, whether that be um, instead of a worksheet, you know, it's a fun card game. So they can kind of take their mind off that specific task and they can learn that task through doing an, a language activity. So I think the biggest key is finding those materials that suit the teacher's instructional style of the classroom, as well as focusing on the content that they wish to um, target. Very cool. The, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting because, you know, it, I hate to sound like, yeah, a long time ago in my day, we were, you know, we had to figure out where to get the electricity from, but you know, I, it's, it's pretty cool because the amount of resources that we have access to today that are just different and so forth that are out there to try and help teachers be able to, you know, address whatever those different needs are, are it's pretty cool. And, you know, I don't, I don't remember having too many of those types of things, I guess is my point. You know, and one of the things that I wanted to talk about here is, uh, you know, the pandemic changed the way everyone works, including teachers and speech therapists. In, in your conversations with providers, uh, what have been some of their biggest concerns and challenges this past year? I would say just the quick start into remote learning. Um, you know, we're such hands-on profession um, that now all of a sudden you're going to take that away and everything is going to be done remotely. So it's the, the quick, the research, the quick adjustment to digitally connecting with students, having that as your teaching component, as well as pretty much the access to materials. You know, when I'm in a classroom, I know where all of my materials are. I can go get them. I'm organized. Everything is hands-on. Let's get to work. Um, with this, it pre presented a little bit of a challenge as into how do I get the appropriate materials in front of the students? And then once I do that, how do I keep those students engaged in that learning activity? Um, so some of the things that we've done here have been very helpful in not only just kind of guiding and us learning from that as well, but also guiding them to access to those materials. Very cool. Very cool. Cause it just, you know, with, when we switched, it just made me think about how suddenly a lot of teachers I think had to deal with, I don't know if I can use all that stuff that I have that I might have access to in the classroom. Cause now I'm, <laughs> I'm live from home. Right, right, right. And then it's interesting because, you know, uh, when you have bookshelves around your room, when you have cabinets around your room, and all of a sudden now you have a desk with your computer, it's like, you know, everything's changed. I can't put all that, you know, into my video screen. So um, there have been some uh, adjustments that we've made that other companies have made that have made it possible for them to, for teachers to connect with their students, as well as to provide those materials as well. That's cool. So are there some specific tools or strategies that have really helped the educators overcome these challenges of, you know, this pandemic world? Yeah, I believe just that understanding and, you know, training on how to use the equipment, how to use the video systems, uh, such as the Zooms, the GoToMeetings, the Google Slides, 
Microsoft Teams, all of those different platforms that are out there that the schools, the districts, or even private practitioners, et cetera, are using to be able to communicate remotely with their clients. Um, just that learning curve, that quick learning curve, because it has to be done, um, I think has been very instrumental in continuing to be able to provide quality education to our students. Very cool. You know, it's, it's funny because it, it's now been a year and since everything went kablooey and then we started figuring things out and, you know, and I had school systems that started right when they said they were going to start and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a few steps forward, a few steps backward, a few steps forward again and kept going. And, you know, one of the things that uh, is, is real interesting is that who would have thought, because I've been using uh, Zoom with my podcast for about two years and mm-hmm. maybe a little bit longer than that because um, before that I've been using Skype and by the way, this podcast is not brought to you by either of these. That's right. <laughs> I, I, I do not receive any remuneration from any of them. But the, uh, um, yeah, this is not product brand placement. There we go. That's the word. I'm that's right. About. That's right. <laughs> but what's interesting is that way back when I'd have these conversations with with teachers and educators and such, and they'd go, "Now, how does this work again?" I said, "I'm going to send you a link, and all you got to do is click on it, and just have some earphones or microphone or whatever, so you can talk with me." And uh, and now. People are all had it, you know, in these types of conversations. And, right. and, it, and I was just wondering if you kind of see that, because not only has that happened, mm-hmm. um, are you seeing the transition to um, resources for teachers that help them in this, this world of, uh, you know, TV land almost? Oh, absolutely. And, and that's one of the things that we do as well, is not only do we provide, you know, say physical products for teachers, educators, parents, et cetera, but um, we also have a helpline. We call it in-house. We call it our SLP helpline. So that if you have a question about what a product is, how do you use it, et cetera, we're there to answer any questions that the teachers, um, et cetera, may have. Now, when the pandemic hit and remote learning took hold, um, if you think we have over 1,800 products that we can ship to you, to your classroom, you can open it up in a box and use that didn't work <laughs> because guess what? You're at home behind your computer. All of your stuff is at the school. So what we did was we took that opportunity and we typically really had to pivot 180 degrees from our physical product focus and say, this is the new normal for the time being during the pandemic. How can we have teachers get access to their materials? So in July, we actually launched our super duper digital library. So what we started doing was taking all of our physical products and creating them in digital format. So now as teachers are interacting digitally with their students, they can also log in and access those materials that they're already familiar with in the classroom. So we're typically bringing their classroom into their home. Um, So this library, of course, it's filled with all of our products. We have instructional games, cards, workbooks, et cetera, that the teachers can use for that instruction with students. Not only that, um, we have the interactive component as these different platforms have remote control so that to keep the students engaged in each activity, the um, instructor can use the remote function to then allow the students to control the game board pieces, the spinners, the things like that, clicking cards for memory games, etc., so that they're continually engaged just as if they were sitting at the table in front of them. So it's wonderful to be able to be a part of that 
to see something go from basically non-existent to an actual implemented program that is helping thousands of teachers across the country. That's very cool. You know, it's, it's neat how, uh, you know, the whole saying, and I'll screw this up, I always screw up sayings, but uh, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. I think I got it right, yes. actually. You know, and, yes. And what are the, I think um, you and I, we know a lot of quotes in our head, but we're not sure if they're <laughs> correct. But uh, the um, great inventions are born out of necessity. There's yeah. one, something like that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, when you're put in that situation of, this needs to be done. Educators, parents, teachers, et cetera, in order to help their students, you know, continue their education, they need a good quality, appropriate materials in front of that student. So it was wonderful for us to be able to take that. And again, we have over 50,000 activities for students, so they can't get bored. You can actually address any deficits that they may have. Um, and I think with this whole remote learning, it's brought parents more involved in actually what's being presented to the students. What are they learning? How are they learning? And with that, they may find that their students are excelling. They may find that their students have deficits in certain areas. Um, one of the things that we have in addition to our normal, I would say our normal product line, is we have a product that's here builder. Now, we hear a lot of times students that are struggling in class, students that are behind grade level, et cetera. Um, Sometimes those students, when you're going into a classroom and you're providing more and more and more information and then more complex information, if the student doesn't have that ability to comprehend that information, they're gonna struggle. So what we have is a program that basically is like memory, a strategic memory program for um, like following directions. You just slowly increase the amount of information they, per they perceive. So we're wanting them to be able to build those skills of listening to information, being able to process that information, then to store that information appropriately, and then most importantly, be able to recall that information, you know, when requested um, at a later date. So the Here Builder program is really a wonderful training tool for those students to be able to build up that skill so that if it's learning how to read, if it is learning, you know, some, Times when you have going say from second to third grade, there's a large content um, and curriculum increase that presents more demands on that student to be able to learn and process. So using this, this tool is really efficient in helping those students catch up and be able to uh, acquire those skills that allow them to process that information and have success. Very cool, very cool. I, you know, this is, um, it, this whole world that we're in, um, you know, one of the things I wanted to ask you is, you know, based on your experience in the field and with Super Duper, what are some recommendations or bits of advice you would give to therapists and teachers who are trying to serve students, you know, as they continue on with this hybrid learning? What else, what else you got for them? First thing is patience. <laughs> Be patient with it. Yes, it is a learning curve for everyone. Um, frustration can take hold. But at the end of the day, it is a learning curve. You will acquire those skills. Um, the materials are available, you know, for teaching those students, having them involved and engaged, making sure also that we keep the focus on the students. Um, our focus is helping them learn, helping them develop their skills and their education. And the best thing of all is smile and enjoy it. I mean, we're going to be doing this. Let's have fun doing it. There's no need to, uh, you know, become frustrated 
at things that are happening. It's our new world at this time. So just embrace it and move forward. Very cool. And I like that. Uh, patience, you know. <laughs> patience is always key. We can always get in a hurry to do things, um, but it's, it's always good to just slow down and then let it happen. You got that right. So, uh, Kevin, before we close, if someone wanted to connect with you or learn more, where would you send them? Uh, they can find me on LinkedIn, just Kevin Stuckey and Super Duper Publications. Uh, and also my email, if they'd like to get in touch, it's kstuckey at superduperinc.com. Excellent. And I'll have those in the show notes, so it's easy for people to find that. And uh, I got last two questions I got for you, or questions I just like to ask my guests. And the first one goes like this. How do you keep going when so much is going on that you may want to quit? I'll never quit. <laughs> I've been, I'm one of those guys that's been working since I was like 12 years old. <clears throat> Excuse me. So uh, I, I always work. I've always had that passion to get up and go do. And in the field of speech pathology and education as a whole, it's nice to know that, as I mentioned before, what we're doing is making an impact on students and their education, as well as families when they see that change in their students as well and that growth. Um, so the good times, the busy times, the hectic times, they'll come and go through life. But just keeping focus on what we're doing is important for those students and their families. Is, is That's the passion that just keeps, keeps you getting up in the morning and doing what you love. Love it. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, last question. Do you have a teacher in your past who made a difference in your life? If so, who was it? And what would you say if given the chance to say thank you? Yeah, I would say that the person that just kind of brought reality to me was um, when I graduated from the University of Georgia. Uh, as a speech language pathologist, you do your first year uh, as a clinical fellow under the supervision of a licensed speech therapist. That person for me was Betty Nelson. Um, when you're going from a university classroom setting and you're um, kind of insulated clinical experiences and you're thrust into the real world, it doesn't really always come with a real world instruction booklet. So you can kind of get overwhelmed. You kind of second guess yourselves a lot of times. So um, speaking with Betty, she always had a very calming nature about her. It was one of the situations whether if I was very stressed about something, she would always just reassure me, life goes on. We're dealing with the current situation where it is and let's move forward. So it really just kind of kept bringing me down. And I kind of keep that um, persona even today, no matter what it is, is let's just deal with what we have today. Stay calm, be patient and um, all will work out. Very cool. Very cool. And lucky enough, I get to see, uh, I do go to the uh, Georgia uh, speech language pathology. It's the go SSLP conference that they have in Atlanta every year. And when I do get to go, she is typically there. So uh, over the, my goodness, 25 years that I've been doing this, I am still able to keep in touch with her uh, mostly on an annual basis. So that's always fun to see, fun to see her. That's awesome. That's really cool. That, that, yeah, that's, that's neat to, you know, Know that person had such an impact on you and then uh, be able to stay in touch with them, which is cool. And the good thing is I remind her every time I see her. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's yeah. excellent. And talk about a good feel good moment there. That's cool. Well, Kevin, thanks so much for talking with me today. Super Duper Publications has an awesome focus of support for the classroom, kids and families. And it's been great hearing your thoughts about addressing the needs of the classroom during the pandemic. I'm wishing the best in all you do. Thank you so much for having me, Stephen. And I hope we can catch up soon. Hey, did you know that you can... Uh, 
Buy me a soft drink? <laughs> That's right. You can support Teaching Learning Leading K-12 by going to buymeacoffee.com slash Stephen Maletto. And uh, on my page, you'll notice that I said, uh, hey, why don't you buy me a soft drink, right? <laughs> and you'll help support the show and help it keep it going and uh, uh, help uh, by making a donation. That'd be so cool. So check out buymeacoffee.com slash Stephen Maletto. Thanks. I appreciate it. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is excited to be a member of Voice Ed Radio. Voice Ed Radio, your voice is right here. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. Podcasts for educators, podcasts by educators. The opinions expressed on Teaching Learning Leading K-12 are those of the guests and hosts. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is intended to share ideas, advice, and suggestions for classroom teachers and school administrators. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is produced for educational purposes. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll share it with your friends.